and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with your dream team pairing of myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, bearded legend, the other half of the dream team, Mr. Paul Lee. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 141 with your podcast dream team here with you for the week. And we've got a really packed show lined up for you as we cover two matches. We've got the week that was covered off for you as well. There's also news on season tickets. There's a new front of shirt sponsor uh, as well. But uh, we've got so much to get through uh, this week in what will be one of our last uh, podcasts of the season. Yeah. Um, so let's crack on with our last trip of the season for the Supporters Club. Yep, so just one more trip to tell you about and then the season is done. So coaches to Gateshead on Saturday the 28th of April will leave the Supporters Club at 5.30am. So a very early start for this one. It's an early one that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, in bed early Front on the Friday night for that yeah. one. Uh, this is because of the 12.30 kickoff for the final game of the season. To get to this one, it's £34 for adults. £31 for concessions and there's a £3 surcharge to non-members and you can book for this one in the supports club on a match day which is basically Tuesday night or on the travel line on 077-235-970 and just to finish a massive well done to the supports club for all their hard work and another fantastic season yeah absolutely and obviously that price does not include your match day ticket folks so you need to sort it out and yes well done to the supporters club late night trust update uh, a mini bumper one uh, for you this week on Monday the 16th of April NHS Redbridge attended the coping through football session hosted at the London playing fields in Fairlop and presented a workshop on the negative aspects and effects of smoking and on Wednesday the 18th the project celebrated its 10th anniversary with a lunch and presentation held at the prestigious Arc Restaurant in Wembley Stadium. Presentations were made by a representative of each of the three partners delivering the project, namely London Playing Fields Foundation, uh, the NELFT and the Leighton Orient Trust. Dignitaries on the day included Paul Elliott, uh, FA Inclusion Advisory Board, and the proceedings were opened by the FA Chairman, Greg Clark. So it's got a bit of serious attention. Yeah. Um, on Thursday the 19th, young defender Danny Happ Happy, sorry, uh, popped into Chase Lane, his old primary school in Chingford, to chat to the football team and reminisce about his time there. Danny revealed it was his, fir- his first return in eight years and he had found memories, sorry, he had fond memories, I beg your pardon. Uh, one revelation was that he started his football life as a midfielder, but when moving to the O's from West Ham at the age of 13, it was then he was converted to a centre-back. Oh, and his dream is to play for Real Madrid. Well, hopefully we can help facilitate that for you, Dan. Yeah, and these updates are great because you always get little snippets of what goes on with players that we didn't know about. Yeah, exactly. And then to add, on this coming Tuesday, Churchfield's Primary School will represent the O's at the Southern Regional Finals of the National League Boys' Cup hosted by Boreham Wood FC. If successful, they will then move on to play their own national final at Wembley versus their Northern counterparts prior to the National League Player Final. Howard will be tweeting on the day and good luck, Churchfields. Hopefully, 100%. they'll win on Tuesday and make it to Wembley. You have our backing. And don't forget, the ladies will be playing MK Dons at the Matchroom Stadium on Sunday, the 29th. Kickoff is 12 noon. The gate opens at 11 o'clock. Admission is free for under 18s and for season ticket holders who show their season ticket. Otherwise, adult entry is just £3 on the day. So, that is a date for your diary, Sunday, the 29th. Uh, which is the day of the Starman Awards. Uh, we've got the ladies have got MK Dons at home, kick off at 12 noon. Yeah, nicely done. Again, a massive congratulations on the trust as well for all their hard work and an outstanding contribution. Absolutely. 
or in this season. So moving on then, quite a bit of AOB to say about. So firstly, earlier in the week, we ran our Starman competition on our social media platforms and we were given one lucky winner the chance to come to the Starman Awards with us. So we drew the winner before we started recording and the winner is Val Gregory. So well done to Val and thanks to everyone that entered and we'll be seeing Val at the Starman Awards. We absolutely will. Val, we have sent you a message um, as well. So if you can respond to that, that'd be great. Um, item of business number two. Um, we, together with the Orient Hour, uh, are doing a live show uh, this Friday, the 27th of April. Doors open at 7 o'clock at the Supporters Club. Entry is free, but arrive early to avoid disappointment. Number number spaces, they're, they're, they're limited. I think it's about 100 uh, or so that can be accommodated. The, the guest panel will be on the panel. Um, Chris Hood uh, from Phoenix FM, the Orient Hour, will be on the panel, along with Nigel Travis, Kent Teague, uh, Andy Gilson, Barry Galvin, um, Dulcet Day Victor George Sessions is going to be there I think Kevin Dickinson might be there as well and there'll be rotations it won't be the same voices uh, all the time but um, that is us in collaboration with the Orient Hour um, Friday the 27th of April 7 o'clock at the Supporters Club we would love to see as many people down there asking whatever questions you want to ask I have a feeling I'm going to know what a percentage of the questions yep. are going to be uh, about but we'd love to see people down there and put your questions to them yeah it should be a great night so please come on down yeah that will be recorded and uh, published uh, the following Sunday but it would be good if we could pack the uh, supporters club out absolutely so the third uh, order of business on the 10th of May the play with a legend <clears throat> giving Leighton Orient fans a chance to play alongside O's legends John Mackey Gary Alexander and Matt Lockwood who will all appear as playing and managing a side fans on the hallowed turf at Brisbane Road and you can choose which team and position you'd like to play as well as options to play for 45 or 90 minutes and it's for men 18 or over I've done this it's fantastic it's a great uh, occasion you get to go in the dressing rooms and you get the warm up and you come out to Tijuana Taxi it's fantastic so the day also includes a personalised kit so you get the kit with your name on the back which is pretty cool when you walk into the dressing room all the kits are hanging up which is really nice. Dressing room access, playing time refreshments. There's a post-match award ceremony, and you get a Q and A with the legends. There's also a professional photographer, so they video it as well. So lots for this one. To get more info and to sign up, you can go on Play of a Legend. I think it's forward slash Slayton. And the best part of this, when you get to the checkout, if you type in Outlook Ten, you get a ten percent discount on the price, which is a limited offer. So not five, the discount's now 10, exclusive to the yeah. Orient Outlook mm-hmm. podcast. So if you want to do it, please use the discount code, get 10% off, and have a great night playing with those legends. Yeah. It is a fantastic and well worth doing experience. Yeah, that's Outlook 1-0 rather than T-E-N. Oh, very check good. Out. Just, just to be clear. Yeah, excellent opportunity there. Um, item number four, then congrats to Seb Kane and his um, wife on the birth of baby Theo Born on the 18th of April, 11.26am. We wish you and the family well and our best wishes. So congratulations. And uh, there's a new Orient fan in the world. Can't be a coincidence. The name can't be a coincidence. Theo. It's got to be named after. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's got to be. So mascot. Seb, I don't know how you pulled that one off, mate, but fantastic to get yeah, your, well done. your son named Theo. And lastly, this Wednesday was Richard Barney Bernstein's 40th birthday. So Richard is a big Orient fan. He's a season ticket holder in the East End. And we know he's a long-time listener to the podcast. And I know for a fact he's following me 
and stalking me around <laughs> Chesterton World of Adventures. So, mate, have a happy birthday from fellow O's fans, Naza, Tones, Dave, Andy, and Jimbo. And us. And us, <laughs> yeah. Don't look a day over 39. Well done yeah, to oh, you. Yeah, it's a 39 at the absolute tops. Absolutely. Course of Monday, the 16th of April. We're now going to move on to the week that was. So this is last Monday. The club announced that a five-a-side fans cup will be returning to Brisbane Road on Sunday, the 6th of May. The cost for this one is only 50 quid for a team. You can have a squad of up to eight players and to register your interest, you're going to have to email m.ade y-e-y-e at leytonorient.net and we are very delighted to announce that there will be an Orient Outlook podcast team involved you've signed up I can't make this so you've signed up you've got your team of eight confident? yes Confident, confident, laying down the gauntlet to the, rest of the Orient community. No, confident in being defeated in oh, every no, match we play. No, it would be interesting actually because I don't know what the standard would be like. But we've got a decent team full of Orient fans, and um, yeah, should be a great day. So if you're playing, we'll see you there. And please go easy yeah. on us. And you've played in the last one, right? I played in the very first, the, the last one they did, but I think it was the only one that they did. Um, and I had a great day. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, and. Yeah, sign up please people. There's still quite a few spaces left and I think it would be great a great opportunity for you to play with your mates. It's only 50 quid. I know, 50 but eight quid. people is like just over 6 pound each. It's what, it's what you'd play it's what you'd pay more to play at Power League. Yeah. Good and, point. Yeah, and this is at Orient. So, yeah, fantastic day out. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And also, we love a stat on this podcast and on Monday the club put out the following stat saying the O's have won or drawn 78% of the games that Sam Ling has appeared in since his February return to the club. Impact, hashtag Monday motivation. Sam Ling, been a fantastic signing. I think there's a few fans who were a bit apprehensive about the signing when he yeah. signed, obviously due to the Martin Ling connection, but yeah. Sam Ling has been outstanding. And that throwing, that is a deadly weapon. There's only one other person in the league that's got that, probably even in the league above that. That's oh, the got Barrow that. boy. Yeah, the Barrow yeah. guy, Dan Jones. Um, but I have to say, when Sam went originally, I wasn't that upset that he'd gone. I was disappointed, but he's absolutely cut. John, whatever John Steele's coached yeah, into him, he's great. coached it extremely well. Sam has taken that on board and carries it through in every game. He's rarely caught out of position. He reads the game well, and like you say, that that long throw is a weapon yeah. that is it's it's a free kick in its own right, you know. So um, great to have him back on our team. So to who a Tuesday. Uh, following several incorrect reports that started circulating uh, on Monday, stating that former O Kevin Austin is terminally ill, Swansea Football Club provided an update as he'd got in touch with them to advise on his condition, which is pancreatic cancer. He said that it's not terminal and he has been receiving treatment for it since June last year. And my understanding is that Kevin uh, is a coach at Scunthorpe, so... I believe there was some sort of connection that had fed through, but he'd got in touch and said he's doing well and his doctors are uh, quite Good. impressed with, with how things are going. So, Kevin, I know you don't listen to the podcast, it's probably a bit wasted, but we wish you every um, <laughs> every success in your recovery and wish you uh, every health and happiness and, and hope that it goes and that's it and it's done. Yeah, very nicely done. So, in the evening, we played Hartlepool away. So, the team was announced with Dean Brewing goal, back fourth, Sam Ling, Marvin Ekpateta, George Alicobi and Joe Willowson, midfield of Joby McEnough, Ebu Adams, Craig Clay and James Brophy. And up front, Josh Karoma and McCauley Bond. Subs for this one, Granger, Judd, Happy, Reynolds and Mooney. So for me, no real surprises there. 
good to see Karoma was okay um, to start after coming off injured in the last game on the previous Saturday. That's yeah, all I had. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's good to see Justin is able to name an, un, an, uh, an unchanged side yet again. And we all know this is really the key to consistency. Yeah. So that's really pleasing. Absolutely. So Hartlepool kicked this one off and they had to win this match. Well, if they won, they would assure their National League status. So while we had assured ours, still a lot to play for for Hartlepool. And we took control early on. Good pressure. We forced the corner in the second minute of the game before Joby forced another one in the fifth minute with Elikobi going close from the resulting corner. Yeah, with 10 minutes on the clock, Bond leads a counter-attack and he lays off to Brophy. But his shot is gathered by Hartlepool's goalkeeper, Scott Loach. Yeah, three minutes later, more pressure. There's another Orient corner, this time got by Karoma, whose shot was deflected behind. This time he played the corner short. It was crossed to Ekbatessa at the far post, but he wasn't able to get there. So it sounds like a decent start. Yeah, I mean, you can tell we're nearly 15 minutes into the game. We've had several corners. We've not made them count, unfortunately. Um, and Hartlepool really... Uh, seem to be sort of more passengers in a must-win yeah. game for them. You think they come out all guns blazing, but yeah, not, absolutely. not the case. Yeah, and then Hartlepool's first chance of the game came in the 17th minute. It was a long ball up to Ryan Donaldson, um, which was defended out well for a corner by Joe Willison. And I must say, Joe's been fantastic in the last couple of weeks. The corner came in, Cassidy's header was cleared off the line by Brophy. So well done there to Brophy. It just shows you how vital putting the right man on the line is. Correct. And and then being alert to it as well. Uh, game-changing moment for us came in the 19th minute as Josh Caroma latched onto Macaulay Bond's flick on and he's now one-on-one with the keeper. Uh, unfortunately, he put the effort wide of the post when you know ordinarily you'd expect him to bury that and beat the keeper. I think that says the silence says all you need to know. About you know what? That. I was very disappointed by that. It was a golden chance. He's done everything right. He's timed his run perfectly. Yeah. He's let the ball run perfectly. He's given the keeper the eyes fantastically well. He's just put it inches wide. And probably Bond scores that. We'd think Bond scores that. Mooney probably scores that. You would think based, but hopefully Josh learns from that and takes it forward. But a game changing moment there. I agree, As if yeah. you go one up, you know. Our confidence gets higher, theirs gets lower, Krug on their back. Dense to them, massively. And, you know, looking at a different game, but it wasn't to be. In the 27th minute, the fifth Orient corner of the match so far, it was clear to McEnough, whose touch back into Bond was flicked goalwards, but Loach collected. So still decent pressure at this point. Yeah, Dean Brill is called into action in the 33rd minute. Cassidy broke through the O's defence and is one-on-one, but Brill closed him down, closed down the space and blocked the shot brilliantly. Yeah, and kudos there to Dean Brill. He's, he's saved us a couple of times. He's made some great yeah. saves in the last couple of weeks. So... Doing really well there, but in the 37th minute, we win a goal down as Hartlepool took the lead, and quite a disappointing goal to concede. It was a free kick just inside our half, launched into the O's box, and Lewis Liang headed the ball over Brill at the back post, and the ball flew into the top corner, kind of yeah. looped over Brill in slow motion, and yeah. Hartlepool were a goal up. Such a disappointing goal to concede, and it looks like we switched off yet again. I don't know who, I don't remember who it was that switched off, um, but one of the tall lads at the back. I think it was I think it was Ed yeah, it's just, yeah, it is what it is. We've switched off and we've been punished yet again. Yeah, so disappointed. But we went close in the 40th minute as Bond tries a flick on, mm. but it flies wide of the heart of the pool goal. Yeah, George Elikobi pulled up injured on the stroke of half time and was replaced by Dan Happy. Yeah, but in half time whistle went and we found ourselves. 1-0 down away to Hartlepool. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to say, it's a bit disappointing to have dominated so much created a lot but really not had that cutting edge to, to, to really put chances away Karoma's effort in the 18th 19th minute you know, would have changed the whole game um, and the dynamic of it they wouldn't have scored that like you said there would have been a, a bit of a, a lull in their confidence yeah. 
and arguably <laughs> with the dominance that we had, you'd like to think we'd have gone on and and um, uh, really sort of put the game to bed probably in the second half. Yeah, I agree with you. So attendance wasn't officially announced, but the away fans <laughs> number was. So well done to the eighty-four away fans making that huge <laughs> trek to Hartlepool legends each and every one of you so we started the yeah. second half by making another change as James Brophy was replaced by Lamar Reynolds yeah Blair Adams is whipped free kick bounced clear of everyone in the 49th minute missed everybody in the box but almost crept into at the far post before rolling clear so yeah. a bit of a let off yeah. a bit of a warning shot across the bowels there it's one of those games where we're doing everything but scoring right in the 53rd minute Lane's touch runs out for nose corner again it swung in caused a huge scramble which Hartlepool didn't really clear Happy collected the ball uh, from Reynolds' pass on the left. It was at a really acute angle. Managed to get his shot away and hit the underside of the bar and the ball went to safety and I thought Happy was really unlucky there. If he meant to shoot, it was a decent <laughs> shot because the angle definitely didn't look like tight, it was. Yeah. Um, and the keeper just jumped to try and get near it and was nowhere. Really unlucky. Unlucky Dan Happ. Yeah. Uh, Orient start another attack in the 64th minute, this time led by Happy. He fed Reynolds, whose low cross is inches away from connecting with the foot of Macaulay Bond. And then one minute later, Reynolds got uh, into the box on the left-hand side, but fired it into the side net. So some good pressure. It sounds like Lamar Reynolds was actually causing quite a lot of problems. Yeah, he's quite a dangerous player when he gets into his stride. Or it make our, we make our final substitution in the 68th minute as Justin looks to get something from this game as David Mooney <laughs> replaced Craig Clay. And then Bond went close in the 71st minute with a header. Four minutes later, Kramer had some space, whipped in a dangerous ball into the box, but Magne heads clear before Mooney could attack. And just one thing quickly, when you bring Mooney on, you don't necessarily have to bring him on for a forward now, you bring him on for a midfielder, because you can drop Kramer back onto a wing and you can put McEnough into the middle. So lots of different options there from Justin. So obviously Mooney for Clay means Clay goes off, but McEnough moves into where Clay was, Kramer moves into where McEnough was and Mooney can go up front. So Right. Lots of good attacking options. Puzzles, yeah. It's like a Connect Four type thing. Um, around the 76th minute mark, Justin Edinburgh was sent to the stands for taking out his frustration uh, on the dugout wall. Yeah. Bit of a strange one, that. Um, really odd situation. I, I don't know why the fourth official was minded to make the referee aware of it. Um, he was sent to the stands. I think he went and stood in the tunnel area. Apparently that wasn't good enough because... You know, the, the, you know, you can't be that close to the pitch or something. I don't know where he's meant to go and sit. Um, but yeah, the referee made him leave the whole area. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Justin sent off for descent. And at this point, we were peppering their goal. And Happy, fouling in the box in the 83rd minute, he heads it back across goal, but Lane clears for a throw-in. And then one minute later, McEnough had a shot, which was deflected off Mooney. And then Mooney headed the ball down for Bond, who shot from range flew over the bar and this point we're just willing an equaliser because we did deserve it by the sounds of it yeah absolutely 88 minutes on the clock though Lamar Reynolds gets into the box but his shot takes a deflection out for a corner which is then cleared yeah 89 minute Sam Ling had a really powerful volley actually uh, which I thought was going in but hits one of their defenders loops into the air and Ekpateta gets his head while the ball's spinning in the air and the ball's going in but Hartlepool have a man on the line and Hawkins clears and at this point, you're just thinking... Not our day. Not going to happen Get today. everything but score. Not happening today. And four minutes of time were added. Uh, and in the 92nd minute, Hartlepool substitute the Avante. Rodney gets his second yellow card <laughs> and gets a red. It's pretty... Because you're on a booking, that's a pretty stupid challenge and to make. And you substitute, so he's not been on the full <laughs> 90. What an idiot. So four minutes of added time. 
Um, oh, just, uh, yeah. Uh, 93rd minute, so with three minutes uh, on the uh, on the additional time clock, it's the final chance of the match for Orin, and it comes to nothing as Dan Happy heads Ling's long throw into the hands of Hartlepool's Loach, and then the full-time whistle went, and Hartlepool won the match 1-0 to guarantee their league safety and do the double over the O's this season. Yep, so just Sadly. Edinburgh <coughs> told the website, said I couldn't hide my disappointment, which eventually saw me removed from the dugout, which I think was very harsh. And I think I've seen us play as well with the border season since I've been here. I thought the start we had to the game was the best we've had. We were extremely good on the night and dominated from start to finish. But I think this is what we have to overcome if we're going to get to where we want to get to next season. I'd probably agree with that. So yeah, I agree. Big words there from Justin. <coughs> yep, so league table, that defeat meant with, with just three games remaining. The O's stay in 14th place in the National League, having played 43 games, won 14, drawn 12, lost 17. A balanced out goal difference of zero with 54 points on the clock. So for me, another game where we dominated possession, created loads of chances, but we aren't clinical enough. Looking at club, the club's Twitter feed and seeing close, seeing sort of close, the word close come up so yeah. many times in the tweets, it's quite frustrating. Karoma clearly had our best chance in a 1v1 with their keeper. Uh, unfortunately, as we mentioned, he put it wide. I thought too many had an off day today, but Marvin and Happy were excellent uh, together, despite potentially Marvin being at fault for the goal. While everyone wants to win, this game doesn't have as much impact on us as it does to them, but we still need to turn up. We do need to be more clinical. And on a final note, wish George and James a speedy recovery from their respective injuries picked up in that game. Your yeah. views? Nice. Uh, for me, it sounds like a game... Well, old demons have come back to haunt us a little bit. It's by the sounds of it, we had enough possession and efforts on target to have and won the match. I think we've said it, but Karoma should should be scoring now when the game is 0-0 and it's a completely different game if that goes in, you know. But Justin will be aware of the issues up front uh, and he's been fantastic so far for us, Justin. And yeah. kind of, we'll come on to that a bit later, what you said about strikers for next season. So our first defeat, though, in five league matches. So I'm not going to be too critical as we actually played quite well and I agree with what Justin had to say. And finally... A massive well done to the 84 fans who made the long journey. So those were our views. So your views are lots of feedback companies or in outlook at all hours of the day. So thank you for sending us your views on the game. Just because we read them, it doesn't mean we agree with them. We put them in for a bit of balance, you know. So Absolutely. All good stuff. So at Tommy Sage said, unbelievable, we didn't score with that much possession. And that many chances. Yeah, Les LK52 said, we need to be more clinical in front of goal. We need a proven goal scorer and we'll definitely give Holman a chance as he's done it at this level before. At Biffo Props, it's just been doing my sums. I believe the O's can finally breathe again as none of the clubs in the bottom four can accrue enough points to overtake us in the league. Phew, Justin E can now plan for pre-season. August and Operation Retain <laughs> McCauley. At like Quayne Roman said... Uh, Quain Roman said we're still a long way off from challenging for promotion next season even though this game means nothing it still shows we need to get a few more players in especially up front because even though Bonnie's good strike is a good striker we can't always rely on him to win us the game okay showing because it just shows what we're still lacking if we want to mount a serious challenge for promotion next season despite the possession we couldn't get through the defence to exploit their home form weakness unlucky a couple of times but still not clinical enough for the win. Yeah, at Gorillas1985 said, one thing Edinburgh needs to sort out next season and is how and is how consistent, inconsistent we are, beg your pardon, draw against champions elect and nearly beat them to then not score against sixth bottom and lose. So much for momentum for next season. Hope injuries aren't too serious. Yeah, Dave M, 
1812. So it sounds like we really hammered them. If all huffing and puffing, we didn't really work their goalkeeper. Something we are definitely going to have to rectify next season. Julian Cabio 3 said, The final ball just wasn't there tonight. Hartlepool defended with 10 behind the ball from the off and wanted it more. And I've got to say about Julian Cabby, obviously Julian Lillington has been to every game this season, all 52 of them. So I spoke to him yesterday at the sponsors evening. He's done all 52. That's impressive, isn't it? So there's well another, done to Julian. There's another guy in the South Stand that's also done all 52. I know there's a load that have probably done around sort of 40, 45 mark. It's impressive that people have got that level of dedication if you, and time to go. If you've done all 52, please get in contact with us. We'd love to know how you do it and kind of what your, how you do it and what your, uh, what your favourites have been. What you to enable you to afford it as well. Yeah, only um, one team. So going by the radio coverage, we had a lot of possession tonight. We had chances and maybe we're a bit unlucky not to score, but that's real quality and composure in front of goal. It was never going to be easy against a team trying to stay up and they dug in. And held on. Yeah, Alan BR 402-92092 said, Sounded as though we dominated the game, but just couldn't convert the chances. But that's football. The other week versus Barrow, didn't play well but won. Tonight, played better, but no reward. Still, we go again on Saturday. Good tweet, actually. That is a really good point. Balanced. At Walter W888, this was a Hartlepool fan who got in contact with us. So yes. thank you to this man. To be fair, you tortured us for the whole game and were unlucky not to score at least five. Whoever was playing on the left wing for you looked a class player. So I believe he was talking about Brophy. Brophy or Lamar Reynolds. I love it when we get tweets from opposition fans. That's wicked. So thank yeah. you to Walter W888. Yeah, the Hut people tweeted us saying, really poor tonight. If Coroma had scored the one-on-one, we would have won easily. Only positive was that Happy and Ekpateta looked good together. Yeah, and the final word on Hartlepool goes to Jagsy1979, who says... We did the Orient thing and lost the game that we dominated. We had them on the back foot from early on and failed to capitalise. Must be more ruthless in the final third. Ex-Orient strikers like Lisby and Simpson would have had a field day. So Honestly, thank you for all point. your tweets. Yeah, Super Kevin Lisby, Super Jay Simpson. Yeah, absolutely. Prediction League update. Then we move on. So that's Hartlepool covered. Um, prediction League update. We only have one correct prediction for this match. So well done to Buchan JP who was the only person who correctly predicted the scoreline. And we'll do a full prediction league table roundup after the Wrexham game. Yeah, so moving on into Wednesday the 18th of April. So after all the drama of the Hartlepool match, it was a very quiet day. Or an Outlook podcast. Come down that. Following the defeat to Hartlepool. But don't worry though, because the Thursday was anything but a quiet day or an Outlook podcast hours. Yeah, because at four o'clock it all kicked off. It the did. club announced that as of next season, Dream Team will be our new front of shirt sponsor. Orient Chief Executive Danny Macklin said, we are delighted to be teaming up with Dream Team and News Group for this exciting and lucrative partnership. Their social media presence is exceptional, allowing them to put the club in front of a brand new audience. The ever popular fancy football game is a staple for millions of football fans and the Dream Team game is certainly the most entertaining way for the next Pep, Jürgen or Justin to put their football knowledge to the test and we look forward to working closely with the Dream Team in the coming seasons. We collectively want to bring the O's, sorry, want to bring the life, let me start that again. We collectively want to bring to life the highs and lows of being a fan of the O's. So that is Dream Team, that is the Suns Fantasy Football um, company uh, that are now going to be our front of shirt sponsor. So that's for the next two years, I believe. So it is, yep. this, I mean, it attracted a bit of controversy, I would say. Uh, some fans were in favour and others were totally against it. It was a real split, actually, I thought. Just Maybe higher in the against it. but 
just to sum up the sort of positives, the people that were positive about it weren't looking at it as the sun is sponsoring us. They were looking at it as if that's money for the club that enables us to push on and move up, I'm okay with that. Those that were against it were, how can you have the sun who did what they did to the people of Hillsborough yeah. in nine, in whenever, 89 yeah. uh, for that tragedy? How can we have our name associated with some something like that? So that's kind of where the positives and the negatives sat. But what, what are your I mean, views? For me, you know, I've said the biggest fan divide, I think from recent memory, I understand why fans aren't happy. Of course I do. But I believe that Nigel Kent, everyone at the club of Orient's best interest at heart, and I've obviously discussed the decision before confirming to the fans. So, we have to back them. If you don't like the shirt, I guess you don't have to buy it. And I think shirt sales might suffer, being honest, from what from the feedback we've seen. Yeah. But they, they make the choices, ultimately, don't they? They yeah. own the club, they make the choices, and they're successful businessmen. And they're only doing, I guess, what's best for the club. Yeah. You? Yeah, my views are, I, I do agree with you, um, but I do feel a bit underwhelmed by this. I was hoping for a brand who would give us you know, a bit more exposure, a bit of different different viewpoint, and I'm not keen on being, I'm not overly keen on being sponsored by the Suns Fancy Football Company, and we'll have to wait and see really how this does develop, but for me, I'm not as negative as the negatives that I mentioned in summary just a minute ago. Um, I think I'm, I'm a bit sort of nonplussed by it, I think is where I'm coming from. In terms of exposure, <clears throat> I think... 1.2 million people play the Dream Team. Yeah, but how many of those people are going to be interested in Leighton Orient? No, they're not. But the fact is, if you get an email from them, you would expect to see the Orient branded somewhere in the email. And this is what I'm saying. In every tweet they send, or not every tweet, but they've got a massive, huge audience for the Twitter feed. Even if they're only retweeting Leighton Orient, and even if only 1% of their audience engage with an Orient tweet, it's like 2,000 people, 3,000 people. Which is half our intense. So even though it will be minimal, even 1% of their audience could make a massive difference to a fan base of Orion. So I completely get why they're doing it. So as you'd expect, as you'd hope, being kind of the main Orient social media gathering, we obviously got lots of tweets about this. So we'll mention a few that we can uh, at Stephen Orient. So a lot of sponsors would have had led to mixed views, but I believe they're doing business that they believe is good for the club. And I support that. And he was obviously talking about the kind of the marketing team and Nigel and Ken there. Because I remember when we got a betting company, people kicked off over a betting company. The first yeah. time we had a betting company. Um, at the authentic, Gaz said, "I see the new sponsorship deal is is pleasing people. Get over yourselves for Christ's sake." Well done to Danny Macker eighty one, who's Danny Macklin, the chief exec, and all involved. Looks like a good deal to me. Get over yourselves. D. David Hughes says, "I've been a supporter for forty four years with little return. My family have five season tickets, but this is so sad. I love the club, but I can't support them now. Why? Why did you do this?" There you go. Bradley Ackers95 said, I doubt having Dream Team will stop fans supporting the team. If you don't like the sponsor, don't buy the shirt for two years. People love to go over the top when they don't like something and the sponsors aren't the reason that you support the team. Yeah, Gary Hammond Perks said, very disappointing about the new sponsor. Just because I support the O's doesn't mean I have to blindly accept everything they do. This rag is a disgrace. My support is unwavering, but I won't spend a penny on merchandise. Sasha J. Wolf tweeted saying, the club culture is why I support the team. If we're giving money to the Sun, which we're not, they're giving money to us, it's no longer a culture I want anything to do with. Hashtag JFT96. 
Hashtag don't buy the sun. LOFC 1971 says, won't be buying the replica kit and disappointed that my club want anything to do with anything associated with the scum newspaper. The club has gone so much right since the takeover, but I cannot support the club on this decision, though. Yeah, Bazal73 said, can understand the upset some people have with the new sponsor, but feel some fans are going over the top in a typical LOFC way. Dream Team are one of many companies owned by News UK. Would there be the same outcry if we were sponsored by Harper Collins. Yeah. I'm not sure what the link with Harper Collins is. Uh, Steve Nugent UK, never heard me. Uh, says, understand the need to generate revenue for the club, but taking money from the sun is a real only goal in kicking the teeth of football fans who saw the aftermath of Hillsborough. Poor commercial ethics. Hashtag no, not our club. Yeah. Charlie underscore Paul said, the negative reaction has been over the top. Dream Team are a separate brand. Also, we have an important relationship with Liverpool and the club wouldn't have agreed this deal if they found it offensive. It doesn't matter who the sponsor is, our job is to support the club. Yeah, so you can see a real varied kind of um, reason in all the tweets we got. So thank you to all the tweets we got on that one. So moving on to Mooney Friday, the 20th of April. The club are full of announcements this week as overall the season ticket prices for next season have been frozen. Plus, there is a new category of ticket called Young Adults for the 19 to 24 age bracket. So season tickets will be available on the club's new online ticketing system yeah. from the 11th of May. So hopefully it's going to be a much better ticketing system. We've heard that it is. It's we look like, forward to seeing it. I spoke to Lindsay yesterday at the Star Man, not the Star Man, at the Sponsors. Sponsors thing. And she said it's like the old system Good. that we had originally before it got scrapped for this piece of nonsense that we've got now. Brilliant. So there's a few incentives to sign up within the first 14 days. If you do, you get entered into a prize draw that includes opportunity to be included in the team photo wow. and win your money back for you on your family. So if I win it, I'll give you your season ticket money back awesome. as well. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Thank you. Um, and also, which I just saw as well, that you get, as a season ticket, you get three complimentary tickets. And an exclusive pin badge as well, which yeah. I forgot to put in there. So nice. decent, yeah. yeah so really it's like bring, bring friends to a game, that'd be wicked. My views on that, so well done to the club for this and for the new categories of season ticket holders. If you get the chance to look at the full list of prices, you'll see there are a couple of new categories where the club look to the local Waltham Forest community, as well as nurses, emergency services uh, and NHS uh, staff. So the club have clearly thought long and hard about how to engage and attract uh, new people so absolutely well done to Danny Macklin Nigel Kent everybody that's been involved with that that's absolutely great work so you know what you can see what a role run club this is there now at the moment got the certain sponsors for the next two years already sorted out got season ticket prices already sorted out season's not already over yet I know we've had a terrible ownership over the last couple of years but it's nice to see all this this is normal organisation this is what done. normal football clubs do it's nice to be we're in, just not used to it it's nice to be a normal football yeah. club for me yeah great work from the club and will we be renewing of course we will course see you in will. South Stand next year. E41 E42 <laughs> South Stand <laughs> loads of tweets about it had a nice one from at Jack Coates 14 some great prices for season tickets next season hope every O will renew and hope we get some more along we'll be bringing a couple of mates it's only £49. Well done. So, yeah, see you there next yeah. year. If you're under 18, I think it's 49 quid for yeah. the season. I mean, brilliant. <clears throat> short with the Barry Hearn £10 season ticket, you can't really go wrong for 50 quid. Just quick one, real off piece. <coughs> My mate's a Tottenham season ticket holder, Andy, and his season ticket's gone up. Um, he's been moved from where he was, and his season's gone up to thirteen hundred fifty. Thirteen fifty. is it really? Crazy. Is it renew? TBC, TBC, yeah, but just shows. Tends to come down Orient. (laughs) 
Right, the club's communication wasn't over as they announced the nominees for the Player of the Season and Goal of the Season. And both awards will be presented prior to the Maidenhead match on Tuesday the 27th of April. And the nominees for the Player of the Season are... Macaulay Bond, Joby McEnough, James Dayton, Josh Coulson and Joe Widdison. Nice bit of improvisation. I like that. I like it. So five nominees there. Get your votes into the official Twitter feed. Uh, sorry, the official club feed because that will close very shortly. Yeah, not us. You need to go to the club's Twitter feed for that. Not us. We'll do our own one uh, in a couple of weeks yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll a different one. <laughs> and the nominees for goal of the season are Bond versus Maidenhead, Dayton versus Ebsfleet, McEnough versus Chester, Karima versus Bogner. The overhead bicycle kick by Helicopter oh, versus Aldershot. It's got to be up there. Bond versus Dover. Mooney's last minute scorcher. Chip against yeah, Dover. That's got to be in there. Yeah. And Ebu Adams versus Gates. It's eight goals. Get your votes in. The winners get announced on Tuesday. And again, the club well on top of communication. So well done to everyone at the club for sorting that out, which leads us on nicely to Saturday, 21st of April. Yeah, the youth team were in action. The under-18s uh, beat Cheltenham Town 4-0 with goals from Jaden Phillips, Eric Lopez and a double header from Hector Kiprianu. So, well done to the youth away at Cheltenham. Yeah, great result, which led us on to Wrexham at home in the scorching sunshine. So, the team was announced at Brule in goal. Back four of Sam Ling, Marmonic Pateta, Danny Happy and Miles Judd. Midfield, Joby McEnough, Edward Adams, Craig Clay and James Brophy with Josh Caroma and McCauley Bon up front and the subs Charlie Granger Charlie Lee Charles Clayden who? Charles Clayden who? <laughs> no I meant uh, on Charlie oh, Lee, Charlie I, was, Lee. I, was a, I was a name too late yeah Lamar Reynolds who signed him? and David Mooney yeah absolutely that meant there were two changes from the Hartlepool starting 11 uh, or the starting 11 from Hartlepool game it was Dan Happy and Miles Judd uh, came in for George Ellicobi and Joe Widdison who are both missing with thigh injuries alongside current absentees for injury James Dayton, Matt Harold, Dan Holman, Josh Colson, Joe Widdison now, jo- uh, George Ellicobi, Alex Lawless as well however we were dealt a real boost yeah. as Charlie Lee was named on the bench following a lengthy spell out through injuries that has been well documented I think that's really great to see that lineup. Um, obviously great to see Charlie Lee uh, back um, really interesting to see how Miles Judd does with, with Sam yeah. Ling maybe they'll sort of interlink and change over um, during the game at right back and left back but yeah really good really exciting yeah for me you? really like the team very young defence average age I think it was 20 years old I didn't realise until I saw that list how many injuries we had at the moment it's quite it's massive it's quite mental but I'm really happy that so Wrexham kicked off but it was the who took control early on to Kramer tried his luck from distance and happy went close in the fourth minute from McEnough's free kick yeah, um, in the 12th minute, Wrexham had a go. Um, the through ball was uh, fed through, but it was over hit and Dean Brill mopped up to prevent them from creating any fuss. Yeah, I think at this point, we were playing quite well, winning a lot of the second balls. Yeah. Looking good, just couldn't really find the final ball to get in behind the defence. Two minutes later, uh, and Wrexham had another effort and it was headed over. Yeah, in the 19th minute, Joby McEnough <coughs> excuse me, controlled Judd's cr- crossfield ball, which was inch perfect, cut inside onto his left, Shot a goal, but his attempt went over the bar. Yeah, but it wasn't to be nil for long. As in the 29th minute, the O's counter-attacked and McEnough crossed into Bond from the right-hand side. McEnough done really well. And Bond got a diving header, which he got to perfectly. Uh, and the ball flew into the bottom corner. 
leaving the Wrexham keeper helpless in goal and we were one up. For me, really good goal, great delivery from McEnough. I remember yeah. at the point, he kind of looked across and he kind of took one touch more and I thought, oh, he's taking the touch too many. But he managed to get into a superb cross and Bond, for me, he was looking full of confidence, done a fantastic... If you notice that he's getting a lot of flick-on headers from McEnough's corners, he's so, coming near work, post. I think. Yeah, something that they've been working on, clearly. But a great goal, <clears throat> and McEnough took a whack in the process and was down for a little while after was, that. Yeah. He'd done really well. Good goal there. Absolutely. Five minutes later, James Brophy did well on the right. Cross for Bond, but his header was caught by Dunn in the Wrexham goal. Yeah, and then two additional minutes were added on, but the half-time was a blue. And we went in one up. For me, a very strong half, I thought, from our team. Uh, we made Wrexham look very ordinary. You know, this is a team who are, I think, eighth in the league at this point and been up there. Fine for promotion. Season, yeah, so. sorry, yeah. But people saying Wrexham were poor. I think we made them look poor because we were so much better. Uh, but we looked good all over the pitch. I couldn't think of one kind of area of weakness. Worth mentioning, though, some Band's performance at half-time. 100%. Really Fantastic. good. And the fact Kent Teague as well <clears throat> stayed on the balcony to watch the entirety <clears throat> of that performance. Kent... We love you, we applaud you for yeah. that. Also, credit to the Wrexham fans who applauded the banners. Extremely they were well, Wrexham Yeah, well clubs. behaved, fantastic. Class above, yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. classy for them to, to applaud that. And, and that's that's really great. The attendance was announced at 5,000... <coughs> excuse me, fucking my throat. 5,166 with 655 travelling fans. That's a fairly decent turnout. Although I was expecting more because... I think it's only them in Tranmere that get more than us yeah. uh, a week. I'd have expected about a 1,000, given how important the game is to them. But anyway, Orient start the second half with no changes. And just three minutes in, Marvin Ekpeteta had a shot straight at Dunn. Yeah, and in <clears> the 51st <throat> minute, Wrexham had their first effort the second <clears throat> half. It's quickly shot, went wide following a counter-attack. Yeah, one minute later, Joby McEnough backheeled the ball into Bond's path, but Bond's shot at the second, at the second touch. Um, went out for a corner yeah that was going in he hit it really well it was blocked on its way through to goal good block yeah. there from them Wrexham tried their luck again in the 57th minute but Brill comfortably catches the effort and Bill didn't really have anything to do at this point he was just catching a few crosses and organising his defence we hadn't really had to be called into action to make any kind of saves at this point not really no Karoma uh, in the 60th minute Josh Karoma sprinted upfield and ran at the Wrexham defence beat two defenders before curling an effort which Dunn only just tipped away uh, from danger uh, I thought Josh did extremely well there, extremely well. He, I thought he'd run out of space and, and, and energy, um, but he was just trying to be clever, trying to put them on their backsides, maybe trying to be a bit too clever, but I still thought he worked the angle and the shot really he well. He done really well. He kept running and got himself into effort. a great position. He hit the ball well. It was a really good save. Yeah. A really good save by the keeper. Really yeah. unlucky there. Josh did everything well right there. Fantastic. He did. 65th minute, Wrexham's rather foot headed wide, and a minute later, we in the Wrexham penalty box and Brophy back hill to McEnough, whose low shot of goal was blocked by Quigley. It's a bit end-to-end stuff here. And as an Orient fan, you're sitting there going, we need a second here just in case. You don't At 1-0, you're never fully comfortable. Right, exactly. Praying for the second. 73rd minute, Orient sub as Ebu Adams made way for David Mooney. Uh, Moons goes up front, Karoma goes on the wing, McEnough moving into the middle. Yeah, I mean, Adams had already been booked. He was starting to get a bit gobby with the ref as well. So I think Justin had been like... Just get, just get him out of here. Yeah. Just make sure he doesn't get It was a good substitution. It was the right time as well. Yeah, and it was getting a bit... Quite a few challenges were going in at this point. So best to get off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Wrexham tried their luck again in the 77th minute. But they had an effort which flew over the bar. I think that might have been the free kick where that guy didn't just pull it over the bar. He put it over the stadium. So well done. There was one effort that went completely <laughs> yeah. over from oh, a corner. Yeah. Unbelievable. From a corner. Um, 86 minutes on the clock then. Excellent flick on by Bond to Mooney who gets in behind the defence. Shoots early but done. 
made a very good save and that was a great opportunity for Dave because he was really busting a gut to get to that ball before their keeper but he timed keeper his, did well. timed his run well. I think he, he thought he might get clattered by their oncoming defender who was running at him, Mooney. Um, got a shot away, good save by the keeper. Good save by the yeah. keeper there. Yeah. For runners out in corner, Bond went to head out near post. Looked like it was going in and it was but the ball was just cleared off the line. At this point, you're thinking, please don't let Wrexham score. After all this pressure, please don't let Wrexham yeah. get opportunity, you know? Uh, we didn't see, uh, it wasn't announced how no. long uh, additional time was played, but in the first minute uh, of additional time, James Brophy uh, makes way for the returning skipper, Charlie Lee. His last game, Charlie's last game, was August the 19th wow. of last year. It was great to see Charlie get a great reception. That's yeah. on the club's official Twitter feed. Yeah. If you've missed that. And the rest of the game's played out. And the ref brings the game to the end as he has put a dent in Wrexham's playoff hopes by winning 1 0 and rocking all over the world. Blairs out of Brisbane Road as happy O's fans sing along for the last Saturday this season. And shortly after, the players and management do their lap of honour for the season and were applauded by the O's fans. So if you missed this video, the lap of honour is available on our Twitter page. We pretty much filmed the entirety of it. It was nice to see the players with their kids and their wives come out. Josh Coulson's little boy. Carl, we need to sign him. Looks like he's got a good left foot on him. Yeah. Nice little finish into the corner. Yeah, did very well. Very well. <laughs> Justin Edinburgh spoke to Dave Victor after the match. He said, we started really quickly. Our young back four were magnificent from start to finish. We've come a long way. Initially, we steadied the ship. Still a long way to go. This time next year, we want something to go on these end... We want something to go on these end games of the season. The work rate and desire were at the right level today and pleased for Charlie Lee, it's been a long road back. When asked about top scorer Macaulay Bond, Justin said that he hasn't heard from any other club and Macaulay is an Orient player and he's not welcoming um, invitations from other clubs. The O's boss said that he would want to sign two strikers in the summer and to finish Justin was full of praise for the leadership and attitude of Captain Joby McAnuff and his professionalism said that Justin and Charlie Lee is like a new signing and hoping he will get uh, sorry Justin said that Charlie Lee is like a new signing and hoping we'll get a few more minutes next week yeah so lots that Justin said they're two strikers for next season so yeah, very interesting go. so league table that uh, means with two games left we've now moved up to 13th in the National League we've played 44 115 draw 12 Lost 17, positive goal difference again of plus one, and 57 points. So your views on yesterday? Yeah, absolutely fantastic, and hallelujah. Uh, we played well, we've dominated possession, we've scored and defended superbly, and we've only gone and won the game. Uh, possibly the least Orient comment ever. Um, possibly <laughs> the most, if not one of the most complete performances in a long time. We all had nothing but catches to make, and the defence were rock solid, dealt with everything Wrexham tried to throw at them, and looked comfortable and confident. Lots of people commenting about the age of the back four. It shows you how impressive and the depth of our talent pool. Marvin Ekpeteta was the oldest at 22, so that tells you all you need to know. If you're good enough, you're old enough, yeah. is the old adage. Um, so it doesn't matter about your age. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Joby and Ebu were immense for me in midfield. And what do I need to say about Macaulay Bomb? Another goal to add to his impressive tally. I thought Josh Caroma put in a decent shift too. He was chasing a lot of stuff down yeah. yesterday, which we haven't commented on in the in the match report there. Um, I'd like to see him make better decisions at key moments though. I think that will probably come with experience yeah. to a certain extent. With, game, with games will come that, uh, absolutely. There was an excellent atmosphere at the ground um, yesterday and we're delighted to have seen this performance. Yeah, for best performance of the season I'd say, yeah. probably for me. Um, we made a decent Wrexham team with Paul, which is a very good compliment to the Orient team. 
from Dean Brown in goal, commanding the defence. Say the young back four looking sharp and composed. Ling and Jard looked very good. They all looked good. Ling and Jard actually swap. Yep, left and right. Yeah, which gives you real options. First time I've seen Ekpateta play because I miss Barrow. I thought Ekpateta was fantastic. Well impressed. And Miles Judd just coming on where he left off last season. I think Judd is very exciting. And midfield done well. Although the game again seemed to pass clay by for the most part. Uh, and Joby got a great assist whilst Brophy continues to look dangerous. You know, the wings have got great options. Still got Dayton to come back. You know, real, yeah, real, tro- exactly. real, real kind of key Chris choices. Chris Kane's swing. Yeah, and up front. Bond got his goal. He looked really confident. He looked the level above, I'd say, yesterday for me. Bond yeah. looked like he was ready for the next step. Thought he was really quality. Great to see Charlie Lee get some minutes. And yeah, Justin has so many options. And you know, you've got Lawless who's injured. When all those injured players are fit, I'd be interested to see who doesn't make the make the squad. Really interesting. Uh, very positive, and one that leaves us fans wanting more. Don't want the season to end now. To finish though, great to be at the sponsors' evening. And our man Dan Holman, yeah, top bloke. He's a lovely guy. Top bloke, lovely like the guy. Nicest guy. Um, it's great to meet him as well. So wish everybody who's injured a very speedy recovery there. So those were our views. So we got obviously quite a few uh, of your views in. So the first one up is at Wadsey, who's an excellent display all round. Pressed the Wrexham players, particularly in the first half, giving them no time on the ball. Judd was my man of the match, but an all-round professional display and it bodes well for next season. Yeah, good point. Bayfield underscore Joel said, the best performance we've had all season. Looked strong in every area of the pitch. We really did. Yep, Steve Jones 177 said, great result. Dino relatively quiet with a young, very young back four who defended really well. Brilliant header by Macca to score the winning goal. But if any young player needs inspiration then just look at Joby. What a shift he put in today. Yeah, he really did. It. Marcus Mainers. Yeah, excellent. So defensively, we're excellent. Look dangerous going forward. Real promise. But a big summer ahead. Why bring Mooney on if he's trying to blood youngsters? Special word for the wingers too. Always positive. Made a point of getting into the box. Yeah, RP Bernstein, the birthday boy, said what a terrific <laughs> performance. Well done, Leighton Orin FC. The young back four were all superb whilst Joby and Bond did nothing did not stop running a fantastic effort yeah Ron Sampson 15 says we need to finish teams off when we are on top at the moment we don't do it and we'll pay mm. the price now and again at least four new plays needed in the summer to go for promotion I am underscore MO said good performance need to dog out dig out results like this if we want to get out of this league not seen many teams come here and play football Happy and Judd were great today ref was poor yeah he was poor actually Vince Howard 73 says I really enjoyed that Looked in total control for the whole game and they just couldn't cope with our pace. Special mention to the back four worked really well as a unit. Today's game is the benchmark for next season. Yeah, Good Janine game. Adelman said, thought the back four were magnificent today and that's not criticising anyone uh, else on the pitch and it was a great all-round performance. There's a lot of positive comments and themes around it yeah. being a good unit performance and Ramsden says I loved it dominant performance you'd have thought it was the O's who were pushing for promotion Brophy and Karoma very lively and posed a real threat Brill was excellent on his crosses and a highlight was meeting Paul Levy after all this time you flatter me too much um, well done uh, Nick on the Somban performance as well I thought you were all excellent and it was a pleasure to watch uh, at David Reichard 80 oh and it's good to meet you too as well it's always good to meet people who tweet us and it's yeah. you know everybody's virtual until you actually see them in person it's actually really nice to put put humans to, to Twitter handles uh, David um, 
David Reichard 80 said, a lot being said about how young today's team was. This is without all the incredible talent that we've let go or sold over the past couple of seasons. It's actually quite incredible. Very good point there. Thank you for that. David at Stiggy64 says, a really solid team performance today. The young back four were immense and it bodes well for the future. Roll on next season. Ed Jones 1976 said, really enjoyable game against a strong side. All the back four were magnificent, but Ed Pateta, my man of the match. If we can sign Adams and another finisher, dare I say, we can romp this division next year. I like it. Everyone is so enthusiastic. And it's funny reading all these tweets because there's so many different spellings of Egg Pateta that we're reading. It's really funny. Yeah. At Pandemonium 1881, it says a competent performance, but we were tested very little by a poor Wrexham side, which again goes to show how weak this division is. It was a difficult pitch to play any real football on, but we mixed up passages of play and were committed when in possession. Job done. When, when not in possession, yeah. Uh, Orient Fan TV said thought that was possibly the best performance of the season defence was superb midfield battled all game and thought the link up play between Bon and Coroma was good again McEnough was man of the match for me the future certainly looks bright yeah it's good to see lots of fans have different man of the matches really good yeah. to see Boatsy says a great win it's great to see how much of a transition we have made since Justin came in you can't underestimate the transition Justin has made to this football club Leighton Girl 12 said McEnough led by example today what a fantastic role model for young players yeah Alan Gollidge I thought Egg Pateta was excellent, completely controlled and bossed the back four and made sure we kept our shape. I must say that Egg Pateta, he was kind of trying to boss the defence. And for a young yeah. player, very, very good to see. My man of the match, superb team performance, always in control of the game and an excellent goal from Mecca. Yeah, Digger H773046, a great atmosphere from the very start today. Felt we watched the real football team perform this afternoon. Uh, the young back four was superb and Joby didn't stop running. Prospects for next season are looking good if this level of improvement continues. Tom P1984 says a defence with less than 50 caps between them and were not threatened once. Bon Karoma worked tirelessly up front. Would love Bolo to show short to play from the back. Perhaps with a better pitch he may. Happy and Ekpateta were my man in the matches. Didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, George Sessions tweeted saying, Sounded like yesterday was a really good day at Brisbane Road. Most encouraging thing for me was the average age of the team. So many talented young players involved. Really positive signs ahead of next season. Am I wrong to be cautiously optimistic ahead of 2018-19? like it, George. I think you are, George. Absolutely. And the final word goes to Record Blue App, which is one of the most commanding displays since the 2013-14 season. Looked very good in all areas, especially with such a young back four. Felt we could have scored three or four today yeah very good do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out let us know what you think you can tweet us at or in outlook you can email us or in outlook at outlook.com yeah those are all tweets that came in to our famous twitter handle so prediction league update out of all the predictions are quite a lot yesterday only two were correct so well done to at jack underscore gibbo seven and at i heart rushmore who both predicted one or to the o's and bond to score so get the bonus point so with two games left Bill underscore Johnson UK leads the prediction league by 27 points so it looks like he's going to be the new champion of the season Lawton yeah. Gabs in second place on 21 points Samuel FC 97 on 20 points so Bill looks like that infamous championship trophy is coming it might be coming your way, your way. so thanks to everybody who gets in touch <coughs> and, and predicts before the match and to finish off the day Joby McEnough was named in the non-league papers team of the day so well done to you Joby. So Sunday the 22nd of April then, so thanks to at down underscore underscore self who tweeted us saying, enjoying watching Orient under-13s at Spurs Academy this morning. Excellent football display from both sides. The final score was Tottenham 3, 
Orient 5 and it was a nice win against a Category 1 Academy so well done from the under 13s yeah amazing the next generation of Orient player the club confirmed later in the afternoon that Sam Ling and Josh Karoma had been named as part of a 16 man squad that will take on the FA of Ireland Amateur International 11 on May the 27th in Dublin so well done to both Sam and Josh Josh if you remember rightly was in the substitutes uh, or the, the backup yeah uh, group last time so he's been called up and he's now making hopefully making a start yeah fully deserved so well done yeah. to Sam and Josh and just before we started recording Marvin Ekpatetta made the National League's team of the day they commented saying he's just 22 but was the eldest Orient defender against Wrexham but a clean sheet later their one win had a lot to do with his coming of age performance perfect good little summary there for yeah. them yeah so really good yeah so let's round this up then um, fancy Football Update Jack Snelling leads the Orient Outlook Podcast Fancy Football League on 2,023 points just 14 points ahead of Dwayne Bingham who is in second place and you're currently um, around 45th which isn't too bad but I don't think you're going to hit the 20th that you were looking for no I'll hit, if I hit top 30 I'll be uh, okay. happy a few players to play tomorrow Everton v Newcastle was quite a, chat, a good game for me you've got Walcott and um, some Newcastle forward maybe even a Newcastle defender as well Yes. Ayozi Perez, yeah. Okay. So we will see some positives in and negatives from the week. So positives, first of all, dominant performances, really good performances, even though we lost on Tuesday, but bodes very well for next season. Second, McCauley Bond's goal tally. Scoring those goals and finishing off. And third of all, and lastly, Charlie Lee making his return, almost like a new signing. And delighted to see back on the pitch absolutely negatives uh, obviously losing to Hartlepool despite a dominant performance yeah obviously the injury list um, and the season is ending as we're hitting a real rich vein of form yeah. so you'd argue that you'd want to keep it going for a few more games and see where it left us but yeah, uh, yeah so those are the only negatives we struggled really a little bit there always um, good to see though so moving on to hero of the week well this week it's heroes of the week so there's not one there's not two there's not three there's four and they are as follows. Yeah, back four of Sam Ling, Marvin Ekpateta, Dan Happy and Miles Judd. We couldn't think of a more deserving group of people that, that, that should have it, so well done, other than the 84 that went up to Hartlepool. Yeah, so <coughs> well, yes, well done to that back four and well done to the 84 as well. And so next week's fixtures in. It's the final two games of the season and then the season's over. So firstly, we face Maidenhead United in our final home game on Tuesday the 27th of April. So Maidenhead a one place and one point ahead of us have a minus five goal difference. They beat relegated Chester away 3-1 on Saturday. So this is a six-pointer. If we win it, we leapfrog Maidenhead. And so if you go and sing up and support the team, and we'll see you there. Yeah, we absolutely will. And then in our final game of the season, we make the long journey to Gateshead for a 12-15 kickoff and a repeat of the FA Trophy quarter final. Gateshead are 14th in the league at the moment. They're one place below us and they have got 54 points. They lost 3-2 at Dover on Saturday so a few more things this week going on don't forget this Friday is our special with the Orient Hour as mentioned at the top of the show we are there Orient Hour there Nigel is there Kent is there lots of others please come down it's free doors open at 7 come on it should be good at the supporters club good beer good company your opportunity to put questions to Nigel and Kent and everybody else there, actually. Yeah, and if you can make it also, the ladies' team in action, as mentioned in the Yellow Trust update, 29th of April, they're playing Milton, Milton Key, MK Dons, midday kickoff. There will be lots going on. There will be the football, Theo will be there, you can get your kids face painted, 
or adults can get face painted as well. There'll yeah. be giveaways, there'll be loads of stuff. It's free for kids and only £3 season or £3 for season ticket holders if you show your season ticket. Absolutely. Just one quick uh, message that just came into us while we were recording. Just want to wish Harry Hebron and his teammates all the very best of luck uh, in your Sunday uh, semi cup, uh, cup semi final. That's next Sunday. The team name is the <coughs> excuse me UPR Yellows. So good luck to the UPR Yellows in your cup semi final with Harry Hebron. Uh, so good luck to you and the team. And Stu, let us know how he gets on, please. Super Harry Hebron. Super. It's going to score the winner, isn't it? It's Absolutely. Got, it's got that about it. Absolutely. So that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, in episode 141, just over the hour mark. So not too bad considering we've had two games to talk about in the week that was. It's yeah. been a very busy week with Orient. Two matches, as I've just said, lots of goings on uh, off the pitch in the two games have seen some very encouraging performances and although the result against Hartlepool was disappointing we can all agree that we were very unlucky to lose that game while against Wrexham on Saturday we saw a great performance from a very young team backed up with a result to be proud of that leaves everyone optimistic for the last two games of this season and the hopes of challenging for a promotion spot next season off the pitch the club announced the sponsorship deal with Dream Team that really has divided fans opinions and whilst the club announced the season ticket prices are going to be frozen all fans could only agree that that was a good thing yes yeah, so two games left of a challenging season one where we've all had to adapt and it has been a learning curve for everyone at the club so last two games get down there support the guys if you go and have a very safe journey we'll be back with episode 142 on Monday, the 30th of April, all the information and views that you could ever need. This because yeah. we'll be at the Starman on the 29th. So if you go into Starman, mm. we will see you there. So 142 <clears throat> follows on Monday, the 30th of April. Absolutely. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in or Stitcher, add us to your favourites. And that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. If you have an older relative or loved one or someone that you think will like the podcast, grab their phone or help them out, play it for them um, and allow them to partake as well. Yep, so Mugs, we've sold quite a few this week. Thanks yeah, to we Sue Maines for her orders and Ian Ochiltree for his orders this week. If you want them, £7 for one, two for £12, £3 postage. Last chance to save your postage, people. Email us, DM us before Tuesday. We'll be delivering them to you to save you £3 on postage before the Maidenhead game. Yeah, so we look forward to hearing you, uh, from you uh, in the week, as we always do. We'd like to thank everybody uh, for participating with your tweets and your opinions and your views. We are genuinely very grateful uh, and we are delighted that we are able to play you out this week uh, with our favourite. So, um, yeah, thanks very much for listening and up the O's. See you Friday. Bring it on. <laughs>